Welcome, this is Beyond the Hate, I'm Steve. I'm John. And we're finally back. Yes. <laughs> Hurricane yeah. Sally can eat a dick. Yeah, it hit us, it hit us pretty hard. Everybody's uh, safe and we're all recovering and hope everybody's still being safe out there with the COVID-19 and all, you know, all Social the... distance. Social distance. Wear your fucking mask, don't be an Expect, ass Expect uh, later on, just go ahead and prepare for alien invasions and acid snow and... Uh, probably some type of, uh, I don't know. I said alien invasion, acid snow, but <laughs> it probably get worse. will kill us all. <laughs> yeah. uh, <laughs> they somehow <laughs> predicted it. Yeah, um, damn. Uh, but yeah, today we're talking about, um, a really awesome movie, especially if you're a uh, game fan, an RPG game fan. Right. Uh, with Final Fantasy VII Advent Children. Yes. And the really the really cool thing about this is Advent is Latin for coming. And then, you know, children is... It's for children. Right, yeah. <laughs> uh, but what does the word children mean, Steve? But you didn't find that in your notes. <laughs> well, I, I was hope hopefully I wasn't having to explain that. So, uh, yeah, but yeah, it's it's you know. If you don't know what children are. We're gonna have Tommy go in the back and hit you in the head with a tack yeah. hammer because you're yeah. a retard. The children of <laughs> Genova, or maybe in this case Sephiroth. Uh, well, but it's still Genova. But also, really. like the kids, also like Cloud and Tifa too. So it could be because like they they uh, they're kind of big with the orphan kids. Well, like they, Denzel's an orphan kid. Well, Denzel is adopted by Tifa and Cloud. Right. So oh, that's okay. Their kid. Because I always kind of wondered, like, is it just that they that they watch out for him or whatever? But it's like, okay, so that makes a little bit more sense if he's actually Cloud like found adopted him and connected him. But uh, uh, her and Tifa raise him. Because I was yeah. confused by that too. Because as far as relationships in Final Fantasy VII, they don't outright ever tell you. No. You know what's going on, which is great. That's fine. You know, open it up. But Cloud and Tifa are a thing in Advent Children. Right. It still makes it seem like, hey, you know, this is whatever. But clearly they're like basically married because they even in this movie, they basically have a married person's argument. Um, you know, when you dilly dally, silly Sally, or whatever. <laughs> shilly shally, dilly dally, shilly shally, yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's, and also the other thing too, that I thought was kind of interesting was at the very end, spoilers, uh, at the very end, like when the kids are being healed by the, the water inside the church, inside of Aeris's church, um, you see that glimpse of Aeris like in the live stream and there's Zach there with her. So it's kind of like, well, those two. You know, if you ever played Crisis Core, you know that Aeris and Zach were pretty close. Well, Zach actually so, didn't look like this in the... Well, well, you know, also in the original Final Fantasy game, Zach is talked about. Right. Uh, by Aerith. <laughs> I'm just... I'm never going to get over the fact that she's Aeris with an S. It's, it, you, you can say Aerith all you want, because he's played the remake and he's... Yeah, I mean, I played a little bit of the. Well, remake. that was always a debate, even when you played the original ones. Like, what is her her name? It was always a debate because in the American version, we got Aeris with an S. <laughs> with an S in the Japanese version, it was Aerith with a TH. Um. So, but because now the, the new version, like the the canon remake version of it, 
Which you you can still say Aeris for this because I guess the official changed it and come and told the remake. Like they're like, yeah, this is actually her name. There's no. <laughs> yeah, but uh, because I don't want to spoil anything for people that uh, haven't played the remake game. Uh, but it seems like it's going like in a different version of Final Fantasy VII. Um, you know, a lot of the things are going to be the same, but they're kind of like, I don't know, almost seems like alternate timelining it, just probably so they can do more things. But that's not that's not an official thing. That's just my opinion on what they're trying to do with it. <laughs> that's just Steve's uh, speculation. Yeah, and many other people's speculation too it's just not solely mine there's other people out there like game theorists and stuff like that uh that think the same thing's going on where they can kind of diverge from the original game but keep some of it also where they can kind of write new stories uh before we get too far into this we do have a beer yes um and it is the lazy magnolia cream stout um all brewed with lactose, which is pretty interesting. Uh, and if you've listened to this show for any amount of time, you know we're big fans of Lazy Magnolia. They make good uh, shit. They make good, good stuff. And uh, this is. And they're from uh, they're from Mississippi too. So they are from Mississippi, yes. And so you know it's it's easier for us to get something like this because it's relatively local. You know, it's just the next state over. Yeah, it is five point four percent alcohol by volume. And I'm giving it, uh, it's from Kiln, Mississippi. It's Lazy Kiln, the home of Brett Favre. The home of Brett Favre. So uh, I would give it a three out of three, in my opinion. It's very good beer. I barely, like. Uh, it's not bitter at all. No. Like, usually stouts are unbearable for us, but this is really good. <laughs> some stouts, if you make it well and you have something to take some of the edge off, the bitterness edge off of it. It'll be really good, but these guys like they know how to brew stuff. And also, the 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 you really beer, taste the vanilla too. Yeah, you can taste you can actually taste it. Right. Some people need to take note whenever you say something's like cream or something like that. We need to be able to taste the vanilla, and yeah. also the the beer is beautiful. Like the coloration of this beer. Oh right, is beautiful. It's just it's just dark as fuck. Which might make sense because we're in October and this is Halloween month. Yeah, this is definitely a good Halloween beer. This is dark as Sephiroth's one wing. Right, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, um, so uh, this uh, was not released in theaters. And the reason it was not released in theaters. Do you know the reason this wasn't released in theaters? Oh, shit. And I think I remember. Oh, man. I'm trying to remember because like... Uh... Was it because they couldn't get enough screens to show it? Mm-mm. Or, oh, okay. Well, I guess maybe <laughs> that is part of the reason. But uh, a little movie that they made before this was called Final Fantasy The Spirit Within. Oh, right, yeah. And that movie bankrupted Square Pictures. Right. <laughs> uh, because they put that out in a lot of theaters and it made nothing. Right. Uh, but this, as of 2009... That's the latest update of sales that I could find. Uh, sold 4.1 million copies on all platforms. Which, uh, I mean, and that was back in 09. So that was after a four year, that was after four years of it being out because it came yeah. out in 05. So it's sold like 4.1 million copies of like DVDs and Blu-rays and stuff like that. Making it one of the highest selling animated movies. 
Japanese animated movies of all time. We're not counting like Pixar and Disney and stuff. Yeah, because like that. that's different. What would be probably number one, like Akira or Ghost in the Shell? I don't know. I, I couldn't find that. Uh, I couldn't find. I look for it, but I couldn't find like an official Japanese list. Oh, because I didn't oh. want to find an American list because I don't think those are accurate sometimes. Right. Because it's Americans saying, "Oh, we have the best movies." Well, and, and also sometimes because it's not... sales. I mean, Japan DVD is the sell- size of California, so you know if you're going based on like number of people, we obviously have way more people in America than you do in Japan. So, but the like numbers- opening week, like in Japan, this sold like 1.3 million copies. Yeah, in Japan, right? <laughs> um, so it was hugely popular. Like it, it, it could have been called a success in DVD platform just in Japan. Right. There, there's American-made movies that don't sell a million copies. That no. are successful movies. Like, there's movies that's been successful in the box office and hasn't sold a million copies on DVD. Right. There are movies that still come out to this day. You know, like... Uh, I'm trying to think of an instance right off the top of my head. Um, obviously, like, stuff like Fast and Furious. You know, their, their DVD sales are always pretty high. Right, because you, you know the rewatch value, but like something like um, like comedy movies, probably. Yeah, I mean, yeah, probably comedy movies are mainly rentals, right? And probably not mainly in the theaters because they're some of the lowest stuff. Horror movies also, like that's something you go to Redbox for, right? And then you return it after. Yeah, because it's like if you've already watched the movie, you, you get all the jokes the first time. You're like, yeah. oh, okay, that was pretty funny. That was a good movie. And then you go take it back to Redbox and you get something else. Yeah. With a horror movie, you already, you've already you already seen all the jump scares. You know all the crazy shit that's going to happen. Well, most like, oh, people, God. Most people, you know? I think, that do do horror movies uh, uh, like to watch a bunch of them. Not right. just like the same one over and over again. Right, exactly. You know, but like that's stuff why like... There's a, that's why there's a, a channel called Shudder that does nothing but horror movies. Yeah, and that and if you guys like horror movies, definitely go check it out. My boy from uh, uh, The Walking Dead, the dude that played Glenn. I forget his name off the top of my head. But yeah, he has a show on Shutter, uh, so that's pretty cool. Yeah, it only took him getting his head bashed in on The Walking Dead to get a sh- his own show. Hey, however you get to the top, baby, that's <laughs> all that matters. <laughs> that's a pretty gross scene too. Well, you guys, you guys seen it? But the idea for this movie actually came from something near and dear to my heart, which uh, uh, the idea for this movie came from Kingdom Hearts. Uh, I was going to say Emma Stone. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, close, close. yeah, very close. That would be hilarious if they're like, yeah, we came up with this because of Emma Stone. <laughs> Emma like, Stone what? probably would have been in like 12 whenever they got the idea of this movie. <laughs> right, yeah. Because uh, it would have been in 2002. And, yeah, when they yeah. when they came up with the idea to make yeah, it. Yeah, because uh, uh, there was a game that came out uh, called Kingdom Hearts Final Mix. Right. Uh, which was released in 2002. And at the end, there's a secret ending where two people are fighting Heartless. And it's just like a cinematic scene. It doesn't have anything to do with the, the game itself. It's just like a beautiful like cinematic fight that you see at the end of the game. Like kind of like a mini movie. Oh, okay. So, uh, so that was so good. Uh, the person that ended up directing this movie, which is... Tetsuya Nomura. Nomura, yeah. <laughs> Wasn't uh, he the director of Final Fantasy VII, the, the game, the original game? Yes. Tetsuya Nomura, yeah. Yes. Uh, so he thought it would be a good movie. Uh, would have some cool fight scenes. 
And it was greenlit whenever Square merged with Enix. Yeah. So, Enix. So pretty much immediately after his merch, he was like, hey, I want to direct this movie. I think this would be good. Because they pretty much had to merge because of the failure of uh, uh, the spirit within. And then the low game sales of Final Fantasy. Uh, that's what made Square Enix, basically. Yeah. Because Final Fantasy, after, you know, 8, the sales started going down. You know. Which is weird because you always hear people talk about how, like, 9 was awesome. 9 and was awesome, but that doesn't mean people were still into Final Fantasy. Because the the game being good is irrelevant. If people aren't buying it, they don't know right. if it's good or not. Right. You know. So I think people now that it's been released on like I think it's on like PS4, it's on Xbox One, it's on the Switch. Because I have Final Fantasy seven, VII, eight, and nine for the Switch that I bought because I thought they'd be kind of like good on the go kind of games. You know. Um, and I also have Final Fantasy twelve for the Switch on physical. But anyway. But uh, everybody was always like, oh, 9 was really good. And I'm like, I never played 9. I, I always kind of skipped that one. And then I remember like, I remember 10 was the one that I didn't really like because I didn't really like the main character dude in that one. Uh, the dude who does the Blitzball or whatever. Uh, Titus. T- or Titus. Or Titus. Is it Titus? As I, I've heard it both ways, so I don't know. <laughs> but uh, I'm going to say Titus. <laughs> um, Titus sounds better than Titus. Titus sounds Titus horrible. sounds horrible, yeah. It sounds that's, like... So, if that's his name, I'm, I'm not going to call him that. Right. <laughs> uh, so I'm like, I didn't really get into 10 that much. And then like 11 was online. And then 12 I'm fucking obsessed with. So You forgot about 10 too. 10 too. Well, that's because it's garbage. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, I mean, the, the branding of Final Fantasy and the entire company had to be redone. It actually kind of started with eight because that like uh, a lot of people had. Uh, maybe we can cover that in the future if you guys want it. I would like beyond to cover the, eight at some yeah, point. Beyond I think the hate at be yahoo.com, but a lot of people had a lot of problems with the 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 heavy romance in eight, and it started declining sales in Final Fantasy because it came from six and seven, which is arguably two of the best Final Fantasy games ever made, and I think three uh, people or two or three, which one, everyone. I'm forgetting, but uh, six and seven are considered like two of the best yeah. Final Fantasy games ever made because the idea of Materia came from six, but it wasn't called Materia, and um, it basically transferred over to seven. Right. And Materia is just one of the the, the you know the coolest things. Uh, it's a it's an amazing. That's why I love the fact. And I'm not going to go on a ten, Yeah, I, I'm. You know, I'm gonna not going to go on a tangent here. But if you want to find out the reason why, uh, Cloud doesn't use a Phoenix down on uh, Aerith, you can go look up the game theory with uh, Matt Pat, and he'll explain it to you. Oh yeah, because I, I remember watching that one. I also watched another one where he did like a thing of like, would Sephiroth's sword actually have killed Aerith? it went through her like that and he was like is that actually a fatal blow or could she have survived from where he put the sword through her and all that because he did yeah. that one as a as a theory oh too. yeah she would have died right <laughs> um i mean it's a six foot sword uh, through your back it's, a, it's the masamune i mean yeah. it's gonna kill you if it stabs through you right uh but um yeah if you guys want to see that just go check out matt pat i'm not going to explain it to you because i can't as well as he can right yeah just go to game theory and look up his final fantasy 7 stuff he's got some yeah he's got, he, some, good he's got he's got some good stuff just don't watch the stuff that the other guy does that does game theories too just 
he's he's useless. <laughs> uh, Shade. Uh, yeah. Uh, so Zach was actually redesigned. Um, in this movie to fit his Crisis Core character because his you know it's you know he I think he shows up slightly in Final Fantasy VII the original. He's in a flashback. But he doesn't look the same as he does in Crisis Core, so they changed him to look like he did in Crisis Core, which was a game where he's the main character. Right. Crisis uh, Core is actually a very good game. Because I played the shit out of that game uh, when it was out for PSP. I played it like a ton. So it's Yeah, like, I played it and beat it as well. And yeah. basically the ending of it is where, where he dies and basically, you know, tells, you know, Cloud that he's his living legacy or whatever and then he gives him the buster sword and then he gives him the buster sword it's pretty much the ending you expect to happen um because that's part of the you know this part of the story yeah i mean you kind of knew that's what was going to happen yeah so that's <laughs> that's a pretty sweet ending and it's uh i don't think it's coincidence that cloud you know bumps into Aerith later either i think that's you know meant to happen fate the fates or destiny and all that right uh but also the last interesting fact that i found was uh rotten tomatoes gave this movie a 33 percent while imdb gave it a 7.2 out of 10 and google users gave it a 92 percent so only rotten tomatoes hates this movie that's probably because they're i don't know they're, they're probably like paid off or something it's like, oh, well, other that or they're not gamers and they don't get it. They didn't play the game, so they're like, I don't that's understand more, this That's movie. more like it, you know? Like, they're just like, well, I don't get it. If you didn't play the games, you won't get this movie. It's like, well, this movie came from a concept of uh, memories, like flashbacks and stuff like Cloud, and then they actually built a movie around it. Right. Because in Japan, they actually came up with, like, a mini-series that was, like, Final Fantasy Seven, like, memories or something like that. And uh, they just... Um, yeah, it was just kind of like flashbacks of Cloud and, you know, his fears and stuff like that. They actually came out with a uh, uh, phone game uh, in Japan only about Rufus Shinra. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. I was called like Before Crisis. Yeah, it was like Before Crisis or something like that. I think like it was that. called Before Crisis. But the thing that game. you find out about Rufus Shinra, do you know the big twist about Rufus Shinra you find out in that game? oh about rufus about rufus yeah um i don't know something like he's he's an ancient like um like aerises no no that's not the big twist it's actually way bigger than that um and they'll probably end up putting that little detail in the new games somewhere in the remakes that he is actually the leader of avalanche that Rufus is the leader of Avalanche? He funded to uh, uh, overthrow his father, President Shinra. Huh, okay. I thought the leader of, of Avalanche was Barrett. No, he's not the leader. He's the leader of his branch of Avalanche. But it's so like Avalanche a, is bigger it's than way just... Way bigger than the just Barrett. Barrett, yeah. Cloud, yeah. Biggs Wedge, yes. and Jesse and all them. Oh, shit, okay. So they're saying like who funded, who was funding Avalanche was Rufus Shinra. It says it in that phone game that they made oh, in Japan. Interesting. So did he? So he did that because so that way he could take over the company from his dad. 
Right. Oh, that's really fucked up. That's like a whole that that kind of fucking blows my mind a little bit because if you go back and you play the original Final Fantasy VII, it does seem like Rufus is is not in, entirely worried about the fact that his dad just got fucking impaled by Sephiroth's sword. He's not really super worried about that at all. Yeah, he's like, my dad was a dick. Now let me run this company. Right. Um, it's like, but is Rufus any better? <laughs> I, I I think I think he has good traits, but he also he's a capitalist. So like you know like I guess all the Shinras are, but you know I think that's uh, that's interesting because in this movie he seems like he 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 wants to try and and try to make peace with Cloud, and that's why he's kind of for like his own self benefit. He's doing it for his own benefit, but I think he figures that if if Cloud can help him. With this whole reunion mother thing, the Genova thing, that, you know, not only will his geostigma be cured, but it also would cure other people. But he's doing it for selfish reasons, but ultimately it can lead to a good result. So yeah, it takes Denzel and Marlene to really bring Cloud back into the game. Because if it wasn't yeah. for those kids, uh, Denzel basically being his son, Denzel. Denzel. I'm saying it wrong. It's Denzel. Spelled, it's, it's spelled, Den is what it's spelled is, Denzel. It's spelled but it's like Denzel, Denzel. but it's it can, pronounced Denzel, yeah. Uh, that's why I keep saying it wrong, because it is pronounced, it is spelled Den, Denzel, yeah. but Denzel. Uh, Denzel Washington, It's basically Cloud's son. Right. Uh, in this scenario. When you adopt a child, that's your kid. Right. And... Uh, yeah, I just uh, I, that's kind of interesting knowing that Rufus was actually behind Avalanche. That's that's really interesting. Now that kind of that kinda... for them to make it canon, they would have to probably put it in this remake game because you can't really just go off phone games that was never released anywhere else but Japan. Right, and I think it was, and it was like an old phone game too because it came out before I think Dirge of Cerberus. Yeah, probably so, it was on fucking Nokia. Yeah, I think it wasn't a Nokia. I think it was a Nokia game. Yeah, we can, actually, we're not talking shit about Nokia. Nokia's is some of the best made phones ever. Because some people that have old Nokia's. Uh, those fucking phones last a long ass time and they take a beating. Yeah, don't, don't, <laughs> Nokia, we're not dissing Nokia. Like, we just, we, we just, you know, the whole, uh, you know, playing Snake on your Nokia thing is from like, I think we got that from like the original Matrix episode, right? When we were talking about like, you know, people are, you know, in 1999 are fucking around playing Snake on their Nokia and not listening to the movie. <laughs> right. That's where yes. that comes from and we just, we just kind of kept it. But, yeah. um, the thing about about this movie in particular, I think it was interesting because I think in Japan it was released on the seventh anniversary of the game, wasn't it? Uh, yes, yes. It was like in '04, and then we got it in '05 because they had to. Well, they had to. They had to, you know, do all the subtitles and all that kind of stuff, and then they had to do the, you know, the American voice casting and that kind of thing. Uh, so. Uh, I think it'd be interesting to see if there's anybody from the movie that also voices the characters in the remake game, because uh, they do sound similar. I know the I think person Tifa that... might be different, um, because she had a different actress. I want to say in the movie than she does in the game. Maybe now. Tifa, but I know Sephiroth's pretty much the same. Yeah, he uh, sounds the same. Cloud's pretty much the same. Um, which in the remakes we haven't seen Sid yet. Uh, the, I imagine for the game they'll get someone different than they did the movie. 
Yeah, but because still the has guy, the Australian-style accent. Well, the guy in the Advent Children movie doesn't sound Australian. <laughs> I think he's so used to, he's like a guy that's trying to sound Australian and isn't really. Yeah, he can't do the they, accent, they should really. get an Australian to play Sid. Right, in the, in the Hugh game. Jackman for Sid. Uh, that would be awesome. <laughs> that would be awesome. I mean, they got Sam Elliott in the remake to play some character that you can't even play as. So, right, yeah. I mean, they can get Hugh Jackman. That would be pretty cool if, you, if they were like, oh yeah, Hugh Jackman is playing Sid. It's like, oh shit. Because Sid in the game, you know, he's like this, you know, he's like this grizzled, you know, like astronaut guy that was supposed to go into space. And then his, uh, his like his wife, I think, or his girlfriend, I think it was, Shara was like his wife, wasn't she? And she, you know, they both worked in the space program, but he was married to her. And, you know, she messed up something on the rocket and it never launched. And so he always was kind of like, you know, it's sort of like the old, you know, like this, the tale of like the guy who was going to go to space and they never launched and he never got that opportunity again and that kind of stuff. And he's like, he smokes all the time. You know, he cusses all the time in the game. Like his text for Sid in the game, like in the original game, it's just nothing but a bunch of symbols. You know, he's just cussing people out. Yeah. Sarah, get the goddamn tea. You know, like he's just really, I'm like, I just imagine Hugh Jackman playing that character in like his actual Australian accent. Yeah. That would be fucking great to see. But if not, if you don't want to spend the money on it, just get the voice actor from Kingdom Hearts 2 and uh, you'll be fine. Right. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, uh, one of the things uh that um so well i'll go into this point because i think this point probably needs to come up first okay because it's a small comment too but uh it says uh i am aware that fans will bemoan that i should have seen the previous film or at least played the game but my point is that i shouldn't have to this is a film in its own right and it should stand up as one in fact, I've been as neutral as possible. If I saw a film this bad without the gaming kudos behind it, I would be insulting the maker, director, production company, and anyone who dared to give it the slightest compliment. And to be honest, I feel as if I should. If you have never played Final Fantasy VII, and then you come in and you're like, hey, I'm going to watch Final Fantasy VII Advent Children. Which is advertised as a sequel to a video game. To a video game that you've never played. Right. What do you expect's gonna happen? And he also, gave it a one star, by the way. All these were one star comments. See, this is ridiculous. This is something that the the wherever he put this on the site should have been automatically deleted. So oh, you never played the game and then you wouldn't watch the movie which is a sequel to the game. Right. That would be like playing the Vincent game. The Dirge of Cerberus. Dirge of Cerberus without ever playing Final Fantasy Seven. Right. And then you're like, oh, well, who the fuck is this I don't this know who Vincent these fucking guy? people are. Why don't they explain anything? It's like because they assumed if you're <laughs> going to spend money on this game, you've played the game that it's the spinoff from. Right. <laughs> It'd be like somebody like watching Better Call Saul, and it's like, oh no, the fuck these people are. It's like, did you ever watch Breaking Bad? No, I don't watch Breaking Bad. Then why the fuck are you watching this show? Why are you watching this? This is for people who are fans of Breaking Bad. This would literally <laughs> be like watching John Wick three without watching one and two. And you don't know what the fuck is going it's on. It's like, why is he John killing Wick? everybody? Right. It's like, did you watch the first two? It's like, no, this is stupid. He's killing everybody for no reason. He's like, he's killing them for a reason. Watch one and two. Right. <laughs> 
It's like it's like a fucking watch. It's like you're like, oh, I'm a big fan of the Harry Potter books, but I've only read the last one. It kind of sucks. It's like you gotta read the other ones. You gotta read the other six, man. <laughs> yeah, it's like coming. It's like starting Lord of the Rings, and it's like I watched Return of the King, and I had no fucking clue what was going on. It's like, did you did you? Gollum's watch- just kind of an asshole. <laughs> it's like read the other books, right? You can't just start at Return of the King, which is the last part. Because this is essentially like the the end, technically, of the Final Fantasy VII story, right? So it'll be interesting how much of this they they try to work towards in the remake game as they're going through that. Because well, a lot. For for one, I'll tell you that the characters that are in the remake are basically from Advent Children. Yeah, this is very Advent Children based. Because Reno, you know. You, whenever you play the original Final Fantasy VII, and Reno comes in the church after you fall, and he's you know trying to get Aerith or whatever, right? Um, you don't fight Reno in the original game. Mm-mm. You have a hell of a fight with him, and he's you know tr- you know joking. This time you have to fight him, and he's the Reno from the movie. He's not the Reno from the original game, right? Because he wasn't that funny, he wasn't that badass, you know, like, he was just a Turk. Right. You just like, oh, he's just a plot character. Right. That's what he was in Final Fantasy VII, the original game. Right. And then Advent Children came out, and you're like, okay, Reno's cool, he's got some personality, mm-hmm. and so does Rude. You know, they're, they're kind of fun characters. Then the remake comes out, and you're like, okay... These are the Advent Children characters. These aren't the the, the original Final Fantasy VII characters. Because I think it, I think that's what they're trying to do is they're trying to they're trying to get the story to blend into Advent Children. Tifa, straight up cold hearted bitch in the original Final Fantasy VII games. She calls Barrett and Cloud retarded in different <laughs> scenes. Right. Which I didn't remember the first time I played it. And I didn't remember that either. I was Mandela affecting because Steve was like, yeah, he's like, I went back and I was playing, Final, I think you were playing on your Switch, weren't you? I was playing it on the I Switch. I was playing it on the Switch and he was like, yeah, I was, I was like going back through Final Fantasy 7 and Tifa uses the word retarded like several times in that game and I'm like, wait, I don't remember Tifa calling anybody retarded. No. I know like she cussed out a few people. Like I think she cusses out Cloud when he gets to, when he, he doesn't seem like he wants to help them. And he's, like, complaining about the money and stuff. But I'm like, I don't remember her calling anybody retarded. Yeah, she straight up calls Barrett <laughs> retarded. Uh, it, and I was just like, man. And, and 1997, it, folks. <laughs> and, and you know what? I, like, I don't have a problem with the, the word retarded. We but, use it all the time. But Tifa's character in our heads have classically kind of been like a sweethearted girl. And then you go back and play it from the original, and you realize, no, she was kind of like a mean bitch. Right. And in and the remake, Aerith, she is a fucking sweetheart. <laughs> she is a saint and a badass. Right, yeah. Like, it's like, that's not the original Tifa character. She was kind of, like, torn between, did she want to do the avalanche thing or not, and stuff like that. And they still yeah. kept that. But she was just a straight-up bitch about it in the original one. Right. In the new one, she actually has reasons where she's kind of torn between stuff. Because she sees, you know, suffering and stuff and happen around her. And she's, you know, a little like, should we be doing this? Are we causing more harm than good type thing? Which is a moral debate that anybody would have, really. Right. Because, I mean, technically, Avalanche, they are domestic terrorists. 
They are domestic <laughs> terrorists, but they're trying to stop something bigger than casualties of you know their surrounding yeah. environment, which because they're trying yeah. to save the life stream from Shinra. That's an that's an entire debate on its own, but right, they, they, that's something that's that's in the game too. You know, it's like that is a debate on the game. Is all these innocent lives worth actually saving? I mean, it's basically innocent lives now for innocent lives in the future if Shinra keeps on. So right. it's kind of, are you willing to trade now for the future? Which and is basically the argument that we're having today in real life with, you know, uh, climate change. Right. So, And that's, that's uh, I think, one of the interesting things about this because... We understand all of these, like, we understand, like, how bad Midgar was, like, fucked up during the ending of Final Fantasy VII because we played the game, you know? Mm -hmm. we, we played that shit, like, a ton. Um, I even rebought it for the Switch so I could have a, a version of it that I could take on the go. Uh, and also, I got it for cheap, too. So, you know, it's like, we've played the game multiple times, you know, and we know a lot about the story. We know a lot about... You know everything, so you can we can go into Advent Children and we're like, okay, yeah, I'm you know that this is where the story is going now. This is pretty cool. It takes place two years after the game, but if you are the kind of dumbass that's like, well, I'm gonna watch this movie that's based on a video game that I've never played. Okay, so if you know that it's a continue, like if you using like the Resident Evil example for mm -hmm. you know like the um, the Paul W S Anderson Resident Evil movies the movies okay. yeah yeah you don't have to know anything about actual Resident Evil to enjoy those movies because the first movie with like uh, you know Mila and Michelle Rodriguez and and you know those people it, it you can jump into that movie and you don't have to know anything about Resident Evil they they made it a very low point of entry. Actually, it's probably better you don't. Yeah, because if you played like Resident Evil One and Two, and I guess what Nemesis Three, Nemesis probably was out by that point. Um, you probably would be you'd be like, why can't you make it more like the games? But if you if you just go into it with just a free open mind and you never played Resident Evil games, you can go into those movies and you're like, okay, he's kind of doing his own thing with it. You know, it's like he made it a straight up action movie when yeah. really. The early Resident Evil games were more kind of like a... Survival horror. Sur yeah, survival horror. Which probably would be better off, you know, as a TV show. Maybe something to rival The Walking Dead, but I don't know. I'm not a producer. Right, yeah. I don't work for Amazon and have tons of money to be able to make a show happen. Um, or Netflix or whoever. But, uh, but yeah, that's the thing that gets me is it's like, if you know that this... Because I think even on the box it tells you this is a continuation of the story from the epic you know final fantasy 7 game and then you're going to watch it and be like well i don't know what the fuck is going on so i'm going to rate this a one star review on imdb knowing that you don't know what the fuck is going on and no your opinion should be it. invalidated like steve was saying earlier your opinion should be invalidated because you can't appreciate this movie because you didn't play the game or you don't know anything about the game yeah it's just ignorance it's blindly ignorant right like you don't want to like you know do any research on what you're watching or what you're doing you just want to do it and be like oh well they should have you know told me everything about everything in this one 101 minute movie right and like they're saying that 
you know, uh, it's this is a film in its own right, and it should stand up as one. It never claimed to do that. No, it, because it's not this movie. It's called Final Fantasy VII Advent Children, which means you have to have played Final Fantasy VII. Yes, exactly. And yeah. you know, it would be different, like if it was just called Final Fantasy Advent Children. And it wasn't based on the world of seven, because you know every Final Fantasy game has its own universe. Every time you play a Final Fantasy game, it's different, unless it's a direct sequel, like you know Ten Two, and you know like uh, what was it like on um, Thirteen? They had like Thirteen, like they had like two extra parts to Thirteen with like lightning coming back and everything. So you know you have that kind of stuff. But the thing is, is that it's called Final Fantasy Seven Advent Children. So it's very dishonest to give this a one-star review. So somebody flipping through that maybe was a Final Fantasy fan, maybe back in the day, and maybe stuff happened in their life. You know, maybe they had kids, they won the military, something happened, and they never got around to ever watching this movie. And they're like, oh, yeah, Final Fantasy VII. I played that shit when I was in high school. That's cool. Uh, I, I, didn't never, I never watched the movie. And then they go online and they see all these jackasses that are like one star, one star, one star, one star. And without reading it, they might be like, oh, I guess that movie really sucks then. I'm not going to watch that. And it's like you might miss out on a really epic story of how, you know, the story finishes from Seven because of some jackasses online that were giving dishonest reviews. That's just fucked up. Like, why would you, you know, it, it, it's like don't do shit like that. If you're going to review it, you know, give it an honest review. Don't just be like, well, I didn't play the game, so fuck this movie. That's incredibly dishonest for anybody else who genuinely wants a good beat on whether or not the movie is good. And then you look at these ratings and you're like, why is everybody giving it like a one-star thing? This movie must be a bunch of shit. It's like, no. <laughs> for one, have an open mind. But secondly, don't rely on people's reviews online to tell you whether or not something's good. Some people only watch a movie if it gets like a high rating on Rotten Tomatoes. And it's like, Rotten Tomatoes... We, we've done several episodes on Rotten Tomatoes, and we we have shit tons more on Rotten Tomatoes we can expose and how fucking skewed their people are and bought off and paid for to put favorable shit on there. And yeah, Rotten Tomatoes is basically North Korea. Yeah, it's uh, Kim Jong Tomatoes. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of substance with no filler. <laughs> right, yeah, it's just a bunch of bullshit. Um so I'll get into. So I, I feel like we did pretty good there. Uh, that jackass can go get fucked. But the second thing is that people thought that this story was a really shitty continuation of the game. And we'll, I'll read this, and then we'll go to our our break. But um, <laughs> it was when I read this, I was just kind of, I wanted to like I wanted to face palm so hard my fucking like hand went through my head. Okay, and so it says, if I had to sum up this movie in one word, it would be forced. There was no point to pretty much every character in the movie with actually being in the movie other than to appeal to the fans. And I'm a huge Final Fantasy fan, have played every one of them multiple times. Played Final Fantasy VII four times. If you haven't played the game, you'll never have a clue as to what's happening. And if you love the game, you'll be like, hey, that's cool, they showed this movie, or hey, it's Bahamut. Uh, which should quickly follow with, well, there wasn't any point to that. There's a story somewhere here. Uh, at least that's what I've been told. 
The background story consists of some kind of vulgar Stone Age proto-Marxism blended with nonsensical Japanese New Age Mother Earth Nature Gaia bullshit. Throw in the Final Fantasy characters and you are ready to go. But in actuality, the whole point of the story is to merely get another Cloud vs. Sephiroth ending. The worst thing was Sephiroth coming back at the end when he clearly dies at the end of the game. Well, <laughs> I mean... My fucking brain hurt when so, I had to copy all this. Yeah, so your problem with it is um, you don't get it. Right, yeah. So Sephiroth corrupted the live stream. Right, that's where the stigma comes from. Yeah, so that's the where... Yeah, because Sephiroth is this powerful force. So he's in the live stream and he corrupted it. And he gave everyone geostigma. Um, because he was going to basically end the world that way this time. Right. Um, <laughs> He's a psychopath. You know, he you... wants to kill everything. And, and everyone. And use the to... entire planet as his vessel as he travels through the cosmos. Yeah. I mean, he explains this in a lot of detail because Sephiroth loves to talk. Right. <laughs> he would be he... a great Bond villain. He would. Oh, God. Sephiroth <laughs> would be. A... Bond would be dead, though. Oh, yeah, there's you no can't way, fuck with Masamune. Uh, there's no way Bond could uh, survive Sephiroth. Yeah, Bond doesn't have uh, the Omni Slash, so... <laughs> no, which is what ends, you know, Sephiroth in this. But right. Sephiroth never is fully Sephiroth. It's kind of like when you, you know, encounter or fight Sephiroth throughout, you know, the Final Fantasy thing. You, you know you're not actually fighting Sephiroth. You're just fighting the of, of, telekinesis power of him. Because, you know, he's in that cave. He's right. in that northern cave, like, the whole time. Right. Like, his body is. He's, um, like, frozen. He's locked in that yeah. frozen capsule So thing. that's just the power of that Seth Ross projecting out into the world from that cave. And he's using Jenova's cells to basically yeah. do it. <laughs> so That's how fucking powerful this that's dude is. That's how powerful he is. He's literally fighting you with physical objects from miles and miles away in a cave underground right uh so, it's like it, it's like the whole so, thing from like iron man where he's like tony stark build a nuclear reactor in a cave he's like well i'm not tony stark right it's like yeah you 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 damn right you're not right uh, it's like uh it's like sephiroth fought people through an entire game from a cave <laughs> That's how powerful this motherfucker like, oh, I is. I thought this motherfucker was dead. It was like, no, his fucking telekinesis is more powerful than you, bro. Right. And it's like, and uh, even at the end of the game, I mean, at the end of the movie, sorry. At the end of the movie, there's the there's the um, capsule or container that has, I guess, the last remaining cells of Genova that they still have left. Right. And it leaks because it got slashed by, I think Cloud slashed it when he was fighting with Kadaj. And then it starts to leak out, and then he gets some of the Kadaj gets some of the Genova cells on him, and then he starts to basically he gets he starts to transform into like an aspect of Sephiroth, right? With Sephiroth's powers and his memories and all that kind of stuff. It's not actually full blown Sephiroth. No, it's Kadaj yeah. with a Sephiroth shell. <laughs> basically, yes. I mean, that's the it's not the return of actual Sephiroth. It's just. Kadaj even explains in the movie, Mother chose Sephiroth. Right. That's why he's the most powerful, and they're basically remnants. You know, even if you go back to, like, the original game, you realize that they took Genova's cells, 
and they made all of these different people, Cloud being one of them. Cloud is an aspect of Genova. Uh, but he's a different experiment than what Sephiroth is. Sephiroth is... I don't know exactly... Sephiroth is like... He is basically like Genova, but maybe more homicidal, I guess. Well, I and think the reason... Because of be what they did to this. her. Then this might just be a theory. A game theory. Uh, but I've always felt that the reason that Sephiroth was the most powerful uh, person that they experimented on and stuff. And Cloud does beat him, but Cloud does need help to, to beat him. Right. Um, in the game. And um, I think the reason why is I, can't, I think Sephiroth is an ancient. And uh, he was manipulated with Genova cells too. And that made him just insanely powerful. That's uh, my theory. I think that's why he's so powerful. In the game, it's because always... That's why he can manipulate the live stream too, is because that's something that ancients can do. Because Aerith can do it. So, yeah, I, I do believe Sephiroth is an ancient that was manipulated with Genova cells. So I'm wondering if the reason why they were trying to find Aerith was because they wanted to do the same thing. They're like, look... The first That's time, absolutely, the reason they wanted to find her. because they want because they were because they also gave Genova cells to Red Thirteen, right? All the Reds, I think the, so. The those uh, I don't know what the they're like lions or something, aren't they? His species, something weird, like yeah. a dog lion or something. right? Yeah. <laughs> if you listen to our original Final Fantasy episode about the game, we we could never figure the fuck out what what Red Thirteen is supposed to be. But I think be. Red Thirteen is kind of immortal. Because you see, like, the future version of uh, uh, Midgar. When it's all grown over. And it's, like, it's grown over, and he's still alive. Yeah, and that's, like, 500 years in the future. And so he, I think he's He immortal. has, like, two cubs with him. Yeah, so I think Red Thirteen's immortal. He probably is, and I wonder if it's... Or lives a really, really long time. Yeah, he might just... His, maybe his species, that whatever type of, like, lion that is, um, maybe they just live a super long time. Or it could be... You know, he might be a hyena. Maybe that's what we're looking for. A dog lion? That's a yeah, hyena, right? Maybe a hyena? Like a really like big, badass, high, big, powerful hyena? Maybe. I, maybe that's what he's supposed to be. I don't know if I'm they ever... I'm trying to figure it out. I'm just I don't know if they ever it. actually explain what If you what guys know what it is, beyond the hate at yahoo.com, yeah. tell us what Red 13 is besides right. uh, experiment. Right. But I do think I'm right. I think that Sephiroth was an ancient... And when they did that experiment on him, that's what made him so, so powerful. And that's right. why he can manipulate the live stream. Right. And that would explain why he's, you know, such a badass in combat and everything. But when you, because in the original game, you know, the, their whole thing is that they're trying to capture Aeris because they know that she is the, the daughter of an ancient. And if your idea is correct, if your hunch is correct... They want to do the same thing with Aeris, but she's not homicidal. She's actually an incredibly sweet person. And so maybe they're thinking like, well... Maybe Shinra actually has the idea that maybe Aerith can reverse the damage done to the live stream. Maybe. If they can get an uncorrupt version of Sephiroth. And I think she's able to do that anyway, because even in this movie, like when they're, you know, like when they, they pass out and they're in the live stream, and even Kadaj is like mother, and then Cloud does it, and he says mother, and she's like, why does everybody keep calling me their mother? You know? And she was like, I'm sorry, this you're not ready. We can't yeah. adopt you yet. And yeah. she sends him back. Yeah, because she's like, nah, Cloud's not ready yet. He still has things to do on, on the you know, in the world. 
and and that kind of thing but it's yeah, like so so i'm pretty sure i'm right that sephiroth was an ancient and they did experiments on him not knowing that he was an ancient and then just made him super powerful right and he and then, corrupt the live stream and then once he found out that he was that his mother technically or he he feels as though his mother is Genova. what if sephiroth is Aerith's father and you never find it out because he doesn't know and she doesn't know well, because you only well, and the the mom that she has in the story, the the mom that's raising her in Sector Five, it, she's just the woman that that found her, like at the right. church, I think. Like, didn't Ares go to the church and she found her there? No, I think she or, found her like dead at the train where the train at, dropped at the tra- him off. Yeah, 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 that's right. Because yeah, her mom was her an mom ancient. Was dead, and she was at the body. Crying. crying over it yeah 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 and then she just adopted her yeah but so. they, they never really say who the father was i think they yeah i don't think she ever says who her dad was no i don't think in the game they ever explain who her dad is she but doesn't they did know. say that they did say like yeah so they don't know who eris you know eris dad is so it could it could be sephiroth because he's you know he's clearly a war hero when cloud was a kid Right, that's why Aerith all the kids looked cloud, up to him. Yeah, then the Earth and Cloud's the same age, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Well, because so, Zack got into he got into Soldier because he wanted to be like Sephiroth, and so did yeah. Cloud. Or Cloud joined Shinra because he wanted to get into Soldier and never could make it. I wanted to, yeah. Um, and Zack did, you know, because if you play Crisis Core, the whole thing is about you being in Soldier as Zack, and then eventually you meet Cloud, and Cloud's just a regular rank and file soldier. He, you know, he never got into soldier. Isn't it pretty badass that that story and Cloud ends up being the most badass person like ever? Right. Like well, it's like you're not even strong enough to be in the soldier, and then he ends up like defeating Sephiroth. <laughs> and I wonder if it's uh, if it's something having to, I don't know, because it's like there's something about Cloud that makes him. Uh, more powerful than like regular humans and we know that he's been treated with with mako because he has the eyes which is telltale everybody who is in soldier has the you know has the mako i actually have another theory about that i think that cloud can still absorb mako i think that's why he's so strong oh okay i think he continues to absorb it oh okay that's why he gets stronger throughout the game right because he's always the strongest character in the game and his magic abilities i think is only second to Aeris. yeah uh because Aeris has the strongest magic ability in the game because she's she's like the like the direct descendant of an ancient <laughs> but i think it's now time to take a break right yeah we have all kinds of theories but one thing i will say right before we go to the break though is like when they talk about like this proto-marxism nature gaia bullshit it's like you played the game you claim that you played the game four times you know that the whole game is about preserving the life stream and so now you're gonna say like why are they put all this hippie bullshit in here did you yeah. pay attention to the fucking game it's... the four times you played it yeah apparently not yeah so a little too much time in the casino right <laughs> get out a gold saucer and actually do some regular stuff in the story yeah you didn't beat it four times right you probably never even beat it that's why you're all salty right yeah I could never beat this game. <laughs> Fuck the movie too. But anyway, we're gonna go take a break, and uh, when we come back, uh, we're gonna talk of <laughs> we're gonna talk about some interesting shit, including androgyny. So <laughs> there you go. That's a teaser. Yeah, there we go. A cock teaser. A cock tease. <laughs> 
And we're back. Yes. And uh, I, I think for like the, the next one, <laughs> and the main reason I wanted to, to save this one uh, is because uh, there's some people that just had like weird like sexual issues with this movie for some reason, oh. which wasn't something that I thought I would find. Uh, <laughs> but it's like Tifa's titties weren't big enough. No, it actually wasn't about that at all. It was kind of like the opposite of that. So uh, I'll just get into it. What? So it says uh, it all starts somewhat funny at first in this movie, but giggling at the noble hero, a hideous androgynous freak with a ridiculous haircut, will soon turn into embarrassment for all the hideous creatures that inhabit this computer animated mess are in fact androgynous in nature. They all have absurd haircuts, too. And once you notice that they move, behave, and talk like sissies, embarrassment becomes utter shame. The sexual absurdities of this movie are even, men are, are even mentioned once. Some character, a rather small bipedal creature from the Uncanny Valley, if I remember that correctly, accuses another character of being sexist. Strange that uh, the only, as the only gender represented is the neuter one. No males to be seen anywhere. Only hideous freaks. What? So, <laughs> I don't know. I'm assuming that this person watched Advent Children, but by reading that comment, you would almost think that they didn't, and they watched something else and posted this on the wrong movie. But it, So it, he's talking about sexist. Yuffie's the only one that says anything about anybody being sexist. And she says it to Sid, like, towards the end of the movie. So she's saying that everyone else is transgender <laughs> so that's basically what they're saying is that like there's no men in this movie because all of the men especially cloud are effeminate and it's like okay for one thing uh japanese anime and like japanese games a lot of times borrow from anime they are drawn in a way that looks pretty i guess if that's how you want to put it Right? It's pretty... And also, okay, let's say, for an instant, that Final Fantasy VII was just full of trans characters. Right. What the hell does that have to do with the story? This story isn't manly enough. All I see is a bunch of effeminate dudes and spiky haircuts. Yeah. Cloud, <laughs> Cloud is pretty, but what the hell He's not... He's do? definitely no sissy. He's yeah, one of the most he, badass dudes on the planet. He just happens to be blonde. the entire world. Right. He can't. He can't help that. That's how his hair is. It's a. Fa it's the literally the term fantasy is in the fucking title. It's a fantasy movie. People don't have actual haircuts like that unless they went to the barber and they're like, "Make my shit look like Goku." Okay. <laughs> yeah, you'd have to go to more than a barber. You'd have to right. go for, to like a Hollywood stylist or something. Right. Like yeah, that. you'd have to go to a like a like a specialty salon. Somebody or that does that, that. Yeah, you'd have to pay like you know a couple grand to get your hair to look like that, and that's just right. But that's the thing. Like in, the, in these movies, like I mean, even like Reno's haircut's kind of ridiculous. You know, Sephiroth's hair is just long silver hair it's you know or gray hair or whatever you want to say um but it's just but that's he's the a thing. silver fox he's a silver fox yes um like george clooney i guess sure yeah <laughs> so basically sephiroth is the george clooney of this universe <laughs> what would you call jamie lee curtis then you know you call men silver foxes uh i guess you, you call would... like older women that are really hot 
would that would that would that be a cougar, wouldn't it? When you consider that a cougar, see that doesn't even sound right. Silver fox is such a cool name, and then you're like, and then that that fucking cougar, right? <laughs> Man, that's so wrong. Uh, a lioness. That's that's better. There you go. Like that that's one was better. a lioness. It's like Sigourney Weaver. That's a fucking lioness. See, we just right fixed there. it. Yeah, we just. I think did we, we just, just fix sexism? We just did. Problem solved. Just like that. In a snap, baby. Um, well, at least right here. Everywhere else is still pretty <laughs> sexist. Right, yeah. But equal pay. Equal pay. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it's like... Uh, they're, it's like... It's like... Okay, so Cloud is pretty, right? Mm-hmm. Kadaj is pretty. But it's like... Uh, the dude with the punchy thing. He, he's not pretty, though. Yazoo? Yazoo. Yazoo. Uh, he just Yazoo. looks like a dude. He looks like a dude that you would like see like a like a you know like at the beach or something. Right. Like yeah. Surfing. He's he's a Chad. Weighs up. Yeah. He's a Chad. He's or, a Chad. Or a Thad. Or a Thad. <laughs> What's the difference? What's a Thad? Uh, a douchebag dude, like a, a bro, like, like a bro. Okay, like a, like a Chad would be, I guess. Yeah, That's the, similar. I was just saying a different name of the version. Oh, okay. Uh, you know, like a Chad, a Thad, or a, um. Like Caden or yeah, Bryce and Bryce stuff. Bryce or <laughs> yeah, like like it's usually like athletic dudes that play lacrosse. Like yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's where you know the douchebags are, the guys that play lacrosse. <laughs> but uh, but Laws or is it Lowe's? The other one, the one that's like super emo and kind of emotional. Um, <laughs> he's the other one of Kadaja's little group. You know what I'm talking about? He's like he's like the the soft one. Would you say he's like effeminate? Eh, maybe I guess, but but the thing is, is that like <laughs> the thing that gets me about this is I almost feel like this guy when he was watching this was like, why do they have all these pretty ass men in here? This shit gets me hard. I'm fucking confused. Why do I want to have sex with Cloud now? Fuck. I don't know what the hell's going on with my penis, but it's weird now. I mean, you know, it's not weird, man. <laughs> it's not weird to want to like have sex with Cloud. Right? It's like maybe you're just kind of kind of gay, or maybe you're a little bit bi or something. I don't know. I mean, when I play the game, I don't want to have sex with Cloud. Right? Probably. I don't even think about that. I don't think like, man, Cloud is so pretty. It's I like, really don't even sexualize hardly anybody because you know, like the whole cosplay of Tifa thing and everything. I never really got much into that, even though she's, you know, she's very gorgeous. But when I yeah. play Final Fantasy VII, I'm not like, oh yeah, I want to fuck Tifa. <laughs> I'm just like, ah, oh, Tifa's cool. She's got a good story. I don't know who plays it. Like, oh yeah, let me go watch this porn of Tifa fucking. Right. It's like what? What? What are you doing? How, right. How are you playing video games? Right. Well, that's the thing. It's like the. It's like the people who. Uh, they uh, play like these uh, RPG games, and they put like fucking bikini armor on their female character, and yeah. it's like, it's like it's a it's a video game. It's like I understand the armor is just like a stat or whatever, but it's like, but you know, you have like people it's that not, it's not helping you. She's going to die, right? Yeah, it's like you put the bikini armor because it looks sexy to have that kind of armor, but it's like, but the armor stats usually on that is like totally ridiculous. And it's like, and you're, you're having like this weird fetish over, cause there's like people like there's people that have made like seriously like legit porn about Tifa. And it's like, it's a video game character. Stop freaking out over her and yeah, the they, girls from like they Overwatch. Actually, they actually had to stop this. They had to reduce Tifa's, uh, Boob breast size. size right. <laughs> because of these freaks that were like fetishizing Tifa. 
And they're like, okay, well, we're going to tone that back a little bit. Yeah, it's and like it she's didn't... still going to be, like, shapely, but it's not going to be like, damn. You know? Yeah, so it's just like, <laughs> I don't know. That's kind of scary. Right. It's, it really is. Yeah, like, it's like more, you know, more like Scarlett Johansson and not quite Dolly Parton. But, you know, it's like, <laughs> if that's the scale, right? <laughs> I, I mean, that's a decent scale. That's I a guess. decent scale. Wait, um, so you're saying Scarlett has little boobs? No, I'm saying she's more like a medium. She's like oh, she's so not as big as Dolly. You're going from medium to large, right? I, th- I think they instead of like Dolly size boobs, they they toned it down to more of a okay high medium. <laughs> That's what you're saying. Yeah, um, and then the low end would be Daisy Ridley. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, Daisy, look, I, I nothing against you. Like you know, it it's not. It, it, we're just having fun here. It's not a sexist thing. Um, I don't really care if you get mad. <laughs> Steve doesn't really care about that, but I'm like, no offense to Daisy really if she ever hears this. But get I mean, offended, Daisy. I don't care. Right? <laughs> I'm but, not gonna say you hey, ruined. Mila Jovovich is flat chested too, and it. I mean, I, I mean, it doesn't affect anything. You know, like it just doesn't. It doesn't mean anything. Doesn't. Um. So you know, I. But I think that, like, if you're watching this movie. And I think that's maybe why people, like, that person probably also didn't understand the story because they're spending the whole time thinking that, like, Kadaj looks too pretty and Cloud looks like a woman and, like, stuff like that. And it's like... The dude um, masturbated to this movie, like, 16 times. Like, and these like, guys are too pretty. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> they're too androgynous. Kadaj! <laughs> <laughs> Uh, would it make it even weirder if he was like, Mother, I'm coming? <laughs> he probably said that. He probably said that, yeah. Dude. Mother, I'm coming. It's like, Learn oh, Learn how God. to watch movies better. Yeah. Watch them with your pants on. You're um, the only person sexualizing them. None of these right. people get naked in this movie. There's no sex in this there's movie. No, there's no any of that. You made it <laughs> sexual, so that's right. your issue. Yeah. You should hire a psychiatrist. You're projecting your, uh, your hatred of androgyny. And this will be this a movie. good spot for us to plug better help. Right. But we're not going to because they don't pay us. So right. Let's yeah. <laughs> we, if you pay us, we'll, we'll do that plug. <laughs> we'll throw that shit in there immediately. Um, but, uh, yeah, I just, I just, when I found that comment, I was just like, who the fuck is, is watching this and thinking that, like, Cloud and Kadaj are too pretty? Like, that's, that's not even a, a, a thought that I have in my head no. when I watch this. But it's like, we watch movies apparently way different from the people that are on IMDb. These fucking lagoon creatures. Yeah, these guys. These people, like, these guys, like, they're either super thirsty or they're, they have some, like, repressed shit that they're trying to get out. And they're like, I'm going to talk about how androgynous this movie was and how much sissies these guys were. And it's like, who knows? You might be, you know, I'm not a psychologist, but like maybe you have an issue with that. These guys are watching. Out. These guys are watching uh, Hook and asking why uh, Tinkerbell wasn't sucking no dick. <laughs> right. These it's guys like, are weird. Like these yeah. are really fucking weird people. These are the same kind of dudes that were like, why doesn't Captain America want to fuck Bucky? And it's like, because they're not gay. They're not gay for each other. They're just good friends. It's like, like, can people not be really good friends? Yeah. It's like, but you see how they look at each other. But yeah, they, they look at each other a certain way, though. They want to fuck. You know this. And it's, it's like, like no. Look, no, you can't help that Chris Evans and Sebastian Stan both have beautiful eyes. And they're just, people. they're just good-looking dudes. Yeah, they're just really attractive <laughs> dudes. And you're just kind of like, what's, what's getting in your head is like, you see them two together and you, would, you were like, 
I would like to see those two dudes naked. And then they're together. It's like, oh, I'd like to see those two dudes naked together. And then that's where you just fucking ruin everything. Because right. you're just like, you know what? Bucky and Cap should fuck. And it's like, no, no, they shouldn't. No. They're just friends. They're... And neither one of them are gay. Right. Yeah. Now, if they were, whatever. Who cares? It's a comic book movie. Right. But why are you trying to make a storyline that doesn't make any sense? Why are you trying story? to make characters gay that aren't? Yeah, it's like, you know? it's like, hey, Cap's gay. It's like, okay. Oh, cap straight. Okay. Also, doesn't have anything to do with any of the storylines. Right. If you knew that Captain America was gay, it would change the storyline with Peggy a little bit. Because he does have a relationship with Peggy during the entire series of Captain America movies. Right? Like, that's like his long lost love. He's not thirsting for Bucky. Uh, and, you know, Bucky, when you meet him in the original Captain America movie, he has like, I think it's like two girls. He has one on each arm. Definitely not gay. Uh, but that's the thing. Yeah, People... it's, a, it's a fact. It's canon. He raw dogged both those girls that night. Right, yeah. Um, you know. So and... Bucky probably has some kids out there somewhere. He does. There's probably some Winter Soldier. Well, he wasn't Winter Soldier then, but there's probably some Bucky Barnes kids. Wouldn't that be interesting if they were like, kids, maybe. if they tied that in where it's like, um. Ooh, I wonder if that's in the Falcon and Winter Soldier, uh. Uh, maybe like uh yeah bucky bucky had both of those girls that night impregnated both of them and he's got like maybe like a son and a daughter out there that are like that are like the kids of the winter soldier (laughs) you know that would be interesting to tie that into one of these movies but or like you're saying like the uh the falcon and winter soldier uh, tv show um that'd be interesting but uh but yeah so the the other thing that I wanted to get into, and this was, um, a lot of people said that like the animation they thought was actually pretty good for 2005, or I guess it was made in 2003 and four when they were actually like building and working on the movie. Still pretty good for today. But yeah, you can look at it now and it looks pretty good. And most people were pretty much like, well, the CG is actually pretty good. For a movie that's entirely CG, you know, and has no live actors in it, it's just, you know, motion captured and, you know, voice with the animation. They're like, it actually looks pretty good. But they hated, like, literally everything else around it. Okay. Um, but specifically the fight scenes, which I thought was like, well, in Final Fantasy, it's like you explore for a bit, you fight. You run around for a bit, you fight. Like, fighting is part of this universe. If you ever play the game, you you know that like random encounters happen constantly. You're always getting into fights. Monsters everywhere. There's monsters fucking everywhere. Like I don't know what the fuck is wrong with that planet, but everything wants to kill you until you get into a town. Um, <laughs> but it says uh, so. This one says it's visually impressive. The one point rating that I gave this film, which is in quotes, is in honor of the ten thousand enslaved Japanese animators who gave their lives to render each bleach blonde hair on Cloud's effeminate Caucasian head. <laughs> there we go with the effeminate shit again. People just think that Cloud should be gay or something. I don't know. Uh, there's because, a, it's because he's white and blonde. It's white. He's white and blonde, and it's like okay. He's gay. He must be gay. Um. Yeah, yeah, tell that to Chris Hemsworth. Uh, he's white and he's blonde. Um, <laughs> but it says uh, there's a lot of action. Lots and lots of pointless action. The movie is nothing but cheap thrills and amazing CGI effects 
and ridiculous fight scenes. If you like anime shows like Helsing and Dragon Ball Z, you'll probably like it. Plenty of ludicrous jumping, flying, etc. Like uh, another reviewer wrote, because uh, they're actually quoting somebody else's review now, it doesn't have to be realistic, but it has to be believable. They just didn't even try to do so. Did you know that Tifa knows blindingly fast kung fu techniques that magically cause the camera angle to shift every second? That Cloud can effortlessly suspend himself in midair for a full minute while wildly swinging away with his two-ton sword? The um, And they also say the English language dub of this is uh, mediocre. Like, like a bad anime translation. While not egregiously bad, it is far from well-produced. Uh, the quality is comparable to that of an average anime dub. And it's like... Okay, I guess there's going to be some anime influence in this a little bit because of like the jumping and fighting. But you're literally... Like Steve was talking about earlier. His theory is, is that Sephiroth is a descendant of an ancient on the planet that was not discovered. And given Genova cells to power him up, which effectively makes you something godlike. Yes. You're telling me that he wouldn't be able to float or fly or jump really high or anything? Magic, magic literally fucking exists in this universe. They have summons. They have summons where you can dodge. Literally takes a fucking Bahamut materia, and summons Bahamut from the fucking sky, which is this giant fucking winged, like, dragon-esque creature that fucking flies down and terrorizes and fucking kills people and does a bunch of crazy shit to the city. So, if you say, like, okay, well, summoning a fucking dragon thing from the heavens, that's all cool, but being able to, like, fight in midair while flying, that's just too much for me. Also, do the laws of physics apply in Final Fantasy? Have you seen a lot of Final nope. Fantasy games that you've played that uh, abides by the laws of physics? Because it's a fantasy. It's in yeah. the fucking title. If they're like, hey, let's make an awesome video game, but let's, you know, keep the laws of physics. What do you got? Yeah. I have, um... Couldn't even fucking make Grand Theft Auto if you were gonna abide by the actual laws of physics. That's part of the fun of Grand Theft Auto yeah. is seeing what kind of crazy shit you can get the physics engine to do when you jump cars off crazy shit. So I mean, that's part of the fun of it is that it's like it looks realistic, but it's not realistic. It's what uh, physics wise. What's the most realistic physics game you ever played? Maybe Crash Bandicoot. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's like... Well, I mean, like, the Gran Turismo games, like, at least the cars act like real cars, would in real life. But I don't know, like, a game that has, like, like, like appropriate realistic physics? Like an, like an action game, not like a car game or a sports game or anything. Um, which most sports games don't either. Madden uh, definitely doesn't. Uh, but like, <laughs> like an actual game that you've played that's like, oh, this game applies to the law, like it applies the actual laws of the universe in this game, uh, which is the laws of physics, because physics is everything. Uh, what's an actual game that you've ever played that actually did that? I and, don't know. And who would want to play that game? Because there's even, even like if, uh, I don't know if you've ever heard of it before, but it's called Kerbal Space Program. 
this a game? It's a game, yes. You can you can buy it on PlayStation, it's on Xbox and PC and everything. And you've played this? I haven't played it, but I have seen like videos of it, so I don't have first hand experience. But the question was the game that you've played. Okay, so that invalidates it. that. But from <laughs> what I've seen on YouTube, videos of oh, this. YouTube. <laughs> you guys Um you have to build the laws your of physics. Own... Just you... go on YouTube for that. <laughs> you, you have to, like, in the game, you have these little creatures called Kerbals, and they have to, like, you have to do, like, space missions. Horrible name, by the way. So you're trying to, I don't know, it's, it's somebody made it, like, in Europe, I think. It's like an indie game, but... Europeans can't name shit. <laughs> I mean, look what they named. Europe. <laughs> Europe. Yeah, it's difficult to say for our small American brains. Um, but, you know... <laughs> what? I'm just fucking with you. America sounds way better than Europe. Right, yeah. Take that, fucking Europa. Um, Europa pieces. That shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. We're going to piss off the entirety of Europe. It's like, people in Europe do listen to this show. Well, I know. I know. Um, uh, and Canada, what's up, eh? Uh, but um, the. Dude, that's just racist. Because <laughs> I said, eh? Yeah, that's racism. Uh, well, I drink my maple syrup. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Do people actually drink maple syrup? Like, in Canada? I don't know. I don't, I don't think no. so. I think that's one of those, like, cheese things with Wisconsin stereotypes. Yeah, like, people just, like, people in Wisconsin just walk. I've, I've been to Wisconsin before. People don't just walk around with fucking giant wheels it's of like, cheese. How's your cheese in Wisconsin, eh? Yeah. It's like, oh, wow. I'm How about just... you get fucked, eh? Yeah. yeah. It's um, like, yes, we have cheese factories here. Fuck off. Right, yeah. Our I'll tell you what. Some of the best cheese I've ever had in my life was from Wisconsin. So their, their cheese is no bullshit. Uh, we used to go across the border, which sounds like illegal for some reason. We used to go across the border into Wisconsin. Like, I think it's like 30 miles in. Would it be more in. exciting if Wisconsin did have walls and you had to break through to get their cheese? To get the cheese? Oh, that would be... <laughs> yes, let's do this. Oh, and then man. at the end, you had to survive uh, Aaron Rodgers hitting you in the head with a football. It's like, If you didn't get a concussion, wall. you get build the cheese. a wall. It's like, you're trying to keep the message... So, no, we're trying to build a wall about, around Wisconsin, so it would make it really fun <laughs> to try to break in and get their cheese. Yeah, so the people from Minnesota, and like, Iowa, oh, and Illinois have to go through... a wall around Wisconsin to, for a game? Yes, it would be fun. Yeah, and the final yeah. boss is Aaron Rodgers. It's Aaron Rodgers, <laughs> like, slinging a football at your head, and if you dodge it, you get all the cheese. Yeah, dude, that could be <laughs> the new American Gladiators. <laughs> You know, instead of winning prize money, the whole thing is you got to survive the gauntlet and fucking get the cheese at the end. Yeah, it's basically, we're basically mice. Right, exactly. <laughs> we're mice going through a maze trying to avoid getting concussed by Aaron Rodgers you know what's to get the up? cheese at the end. They should parallel it with actual mice going through the same course in a smaller scale and see how many mice are smarter than the humans. Right. <laughs> and it's going to be embarrassing. I can, because I, they're really good at problem solving right yeah <laughs> um and humans not so good at problem solving we dumb yeah especially uh, when there's a lot of false information out there right most of the time we believe them shits right yeah <laughs> you know when there's things like science and fact out there and we're like nah fuck all that we don't care about that shit that's for dumb people that's for dumb dumbs uh all that smart shit's for dummies <laughs> right yeah <laughs> Smart shit for dummies t-shirt right there. Right, yeah, there we go. The um, but, uh, but yeah, the the thing about this is, like, I, you know, it's like when you see, like, the jumping around and the fighting and stuff like that, it's like all this stuff can be explained by materia. 
And we know that Cloud has, you know, he's had Mako treatments, right? Like he, his body has been infused with Mako, so he has extra life stream energy inside of his body. As does, you know, like, uh, well, Kadaj and his people, like, they have an element of that too because they are remnants of Sephiroth. You know, they are like fragments of, of Sephiroth's being that are manifested as their own people, you know. And it, that's what it's like. Even if you play Crisis Core, like, um, uh, what was it? Uh, Angeal and uh, what's the other one? Uh, what was the other guy's name? Um, the guy who gives Zack the Buster Sword originally. I forget his name. Uh, or maybe that's Angeal and the other guy with the red coat. I forget his fucking name now. We're overthinking it. But all those guys. You know, they were treated with Mako as well. And it's like, that would explain... Even during the game, when you're playing just the actual game, the reason that you have all these cool-ass crazy abilities comes from your materia. And, you know, it's like... Steve might have a point there where maybe Cloud still continues to absorb things from materia. Or maybe he absorbs things from the live stream even when he's not, like, aware of it. Because he's able to overcome Sephiroth, and it might be because he has some ability with the life stream that maybe Sephiroth doesn't, or he's able to absorb more life stream than Sephiroth is, because the life stream is rejecting Sephiroth and it's not rejecting Cloud. Basically, my uh, theory is the life stream chooses Cloud to be the hero. Right. So it's constantly giving him power. That's why throughout Final Fantasy he gets stronger and stronger. Right. Because the, the live game, stream he's... wants him to win. Right. And they want Sephiroth to lose. Sephiroth can manipulate it to his power. That's why he stays strong. Because he can force it. Right. To give him power. And to stay as strong as he is. But Cloud is giving. He he is he is the planet. Right. So it's kind of like the life force, the life stream is effectively choosing him as, as its hero, as the hero to counteract the bullshit that Sephiroth's doing. And I want to say, I've never heard anybody do this theory, but I want to say this is canon. Right. <laughs> because it makes the most sense of why Cloud can beat Sephiroth in the first place. Right. I think it's because the world wants him to. They give him the strength to. So do you think, well, and I just thought of something. Uh, if your idea is that he can absorb things from the live stream because they he's kind of like chosen by the live stream, does that mean that he has absorbed at least something from the holy materia that Aeris had? Yeah, I think I think he's uh, the living legacy of many people. I think that's the whole point of him seeing them all the time. Because is... even when. Um... You know, uh, when Sephiroth at the end is like, you know, what what do you cherish most? You know, and I will take it from you, Cloud. You know, and that kind of thing. And you see flashes because you see Aeris, you see you Zack, see, you see Tifa, yeah. you see the kids. Well, I think like Denzel specifically. Denzel, yeah. And then you see like, I think Marlene is in there. Uh, and so it, it's like all of the... He, whenever Sephiroth says that, he fucks up because that's whenever he throws the swords in the air and he's just like... Yeah, he was like, he was like, he was like, the thing that you're getting wrong is there isn't anything that I don't cherish. Yeah, <laughs> and it's like, and you then, don't know about that cloud news. Yeah, then he does the... 
but he's able yeah. to do the omni slash by splitting it by splitting his new buster sword in like multiple i think it's like six pieces yeah he like he, splits it all around him and then he just like goes just around him omni and just... slashes through sephiroth the, <laughs> and then you know he's like uh, he was like stay where you belong in my memories and it's like that's I'll never be a memory right yeah um uh but that's i think one of the things that's interesting about this is that there you know there is something to cloud that is extra that maybe the other characters don't have and it could be that aeris was probably going to be the chosen one that would have fought sephiroth but she let her guard down and when sephiroth kills her it's like the person who has the strength to be able to deal with him is cloud and well that transfers from aeris to cloud maybe or well, maybe Cloud is always meant to be the hero and doesn't realize what he needs to do until she dies. Well, I, I think it takes Aerith dying for the uh, live stream to work through him because she, in her death, she is aiding Cloud. That's part of Final Fantasy VII. Mm-hmm. She aids Cloud in her death. Right. Because she so, can speak to him through the live stream. Yeah, because she can manipulate it still. Right, even all in the this ancients, movie she does. All the ancients can. Yeah. But she's one of the most powerful with it for some reason. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's because of Cloud. Like, she had a connection with Cloud, so she has someone to transfer it to. So I think I'm right. I think I think the live stream is working with Cloud to defeat Sephiroth. Well, and the whole idea of... So that kind of throws Zack into here now. So was it that originally she was going to transfer that to Zack... And then Zack passed that to Cloud. So he is not only living in the memory of Aeris, but he's also living in Zack's memory. And both. I don't, I don't think at the time she knew that she was going to have to do that yet. So no. Okay. But also, I think he knew that he would be part of the live stream too. Uh, so he knew that he could also help. He's helping Cloud too right. through the games. Because Cloud's thinking the reason that is, uh, and this is theory, his head's hurting because of you know the memories of the flashback. But no other character in the game, even people that you know has you know the uh, uh, Mako put into him has the side effects that Cloud has. Yeah. So I think it's just like a surge that's getting brought onto him. By Zack and Aerith and all the uh, history of the ancients and everything. Mm. Because, yeah, even in like the original game, you know, you'd have those moments where Cloud would collapse and he'd be holding his head and he's like kind of freaking out. He goes insane. Right. Because he (laughs) keeps hearing these things in his head talking to him and you're like, was it Sephiroth? Is it Zack? And it's like it's probably a lot of different things speaking to him. You know, a lot of things coming through them at once because they're like, hey, we're trying to do this through you. Right. So, yeah, Cloud is kind of like the savior, uh, but he has a lot of consequences to that. <laughs> yeah, he also has a tendency to be a bit of a loner and doesn't want to deal with it because he's kind of a reluctant hero, you know. Um, but, uh, yeah, he's, you know. He's one of those people. He's like, look, I, I'm not trying to be like a Billy badass here. I just want to. I just kind of want to do my thing. I just want to be a mercenary. And it's like, but you are meant to be a hero. And sometimes, like Aeris and like different people have to, like even Tifa in this movie, she has to kind of kick him in his ass. Like, 
you got to do what's right. Don't just always think about you. Think about like what you mean to these kids and what you mean to me and yeah, she's other like, people. Oh, you're just going to give up, huh? As at one point, he just won't even answer his phone because he just kind of wants to be... He just wants to drift away and die of the uh, geostigma. Or yeah, because he's afraid of giving it to Tifa. I think like Denzel, Denzel already has it, so he's kind of like... Well, fuck, the boy already has it, you know, and he's like... Will I give it to Marlene? Will I give it to Marlene? Will I give it to Tifa? You know, the other people, you know, like the other people of from the game, like Sid and Yuffie and Barrett and, you know, all those kind of people. But that's what Tifa was basically like, yeah, it's a cop-out. Right, yeah. <laughs> you just don't want to deal with this. You just want to sit down and die. Right, so you're trying to keep yourself away so that you don't make things worse but it's like but you're making things worse by staying away <laughs> so, yeah. so they, they, yeah they they knew what they were doing when they were when they it's were a writing great this. story it's a great story it's a great story and i like the way that it you know it's like in the thing about like the fights is that every single one of the fights has a point because the reason that kadaj summons bahamut at least the way that i interpreted it was that he wanted Bahamut to tie everybody up while he went to go get mother and everything from Rufus. Well, or he didn't know it was he didn't know Rufus had her, and he thought that he thought Genova was inside of the monument, and he was like, "I'm going to use Bahamut to destroy to, pull it out, right. to yeah to help me destroy the monument and get access to mother to Genova." And then uh, when Cloud and everybody else joins in with like Sid and like the crew and the ship and everything shows up. That's when they start, you know, like he uses his power to kill Bahamut. And then, you know, afterwards, you know, he finds out that, well, no, actually Rufus has Genova's cells in a container under like his robes. The you whole know, time. The whole He's time. Like a good son would have known. Yeah. But you notice, I noticed one thing about that story. Because Cloud doesn't show up yet when Rufus kind of reveals it. He's still on his way. But I feel like in the background, you can hear the motorcycle. And then the Rufus reveals it. I think Rufus heard Cloud coming and then decided to reveal it to Godash. Uh, maybe. I don't know. I'd have, to, I'd have to maybe go back to that scene again and see if you can hear like it. Because I felt like I could I could hear it in the sound. Like, I think Rufus was just like, now's my shot. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, Cloud's going to deal with this. Yeah, because he can hear the motorcycle, mm -hmm. you, know, you know, coming in the distance. Like, you know, Cloud's on his way. He'll get here. And, you know, uh, and, uh, he'll be able Elena to deal with Kadaj. And, you know, uh, Elena and Sing, I think his name is Sing, yeah. Sing, yeah. Song, yeah. Sing, 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 yeah. It's Sing, it's Sing. isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, they, should, they show back up. They didn't actually get killed in the, the cave or whatever. Yeah. So they show back up and save Rufus. Um, with some battle scars. But they're still alive. Yeah, they have some band-aids. They're a little messed up. <laughs> They got that Nelly Band-Aid. The only know? thing I think is just kind of for fun is um, Reno and Rude fighting uh, the other two uh, yeah, yeah, remnants. Uh, uh, Yazoo and Laz. Yeah. Because I, I like that moment where like they step on Rude's glasses and he's just like, oh. <laughs> now Reno actually steps on the glasses. But Reno steps on his glasses and he's like, oh. And then, and he, he's and then like, he, he, they're and like fighting and like Reno's like dusting himself off and he like backs up and he steps and ah. Oh. But he like pulls another. He has pair another up. pair of shades, like damn it. or whatever, and it's, it's just like, like, oh, he still he has extra shades just because he knows Reno's gonna fuck up. And his then glasses. Reno's like, what's the big deal? It's just a head, right? Yeah, you know. And he was like, don't talk about mother. And he was like, ah, you know, you know, your mother's cool. 
And he was like, huh? And he's like, what the hell am I saying? What the hell am I saying? <laughs> oh, your mom's cool. What the hell am I saying? And then he charges after him. Yeah, that, that fight between, like, yeah, Reno and Rude and then the, the uh, Kadaja's goons, that was that was pretty funny. I also like the part where, like, as soon as Cloud walks into the thing to talk to Rufus, he immediately blocks uh, Reno because he knew Reno was going to try to, like, get a cheap shot on him. And then when he, like, he, like, stumbles and goes out the door and then he just, like, closes the closes door, door and, and locks it. Lock. And then he starts talking to Rufus and then he's like, I'm still out here. <laughs> Yeah, he knew Reno was just gonna want to cheap fire shot him. or whatever. Yeah, and try to come after him because so he, he just, just knows him. He's just like, <laughs> I'm not gonna deal with this asshole. I'm here to deal with Rufus because Rufus had something like, what he do you wanted want? me to do. It's like I need your help. He was like, never. I'm yeah, <laughs> yeah, because it's like, dude, I fucking hate Shinra. Like, why the fuck would I want to help you? He's just like, I need your help. He's like, nope, not interested. Not interested. Yeah. <laughs> he was just going to be like, I'm cutting this shit down right now. I thought you had something interesting for me, and you don't. You just want my help, and blah, fuck blah, you. Blah, 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 fuck you. Right, blah, 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 fuck you. That's it's basically... Like, we know we're responsible for a lot of stuff in Earth, and he's like, yeah, whatever. I don't believe any of that shit. <laughs> it's like, hey, Rufus, remember how you turned that fucking cannon on and was destroying shit? Yeah. Uh... <laughs> It's like you are. You guys are uh, have a lot of fucking sins on your plate. You guys yeah, have to deal tons with tons of them, right? And it's like, how are you still alive? Yeah, why exactly. haven't I just killed you yet? Right. I think he kind of says that in that scene too, and he's like, why have you know? Why haven't I just killed you? Yeah. <laughs> but you know, it, it, but like the motorcycle fights and like the motorcycle chases and stuff are badass in this movie. They they, they always know those cloud right. or a motorcycle. You can't do no wrong. Right. And that's, uh, th I, I think that's one of the things that they wanted to include in this game because one of the most memorable parts of the first game was the motorcycle escape when you get out of the Shinra building and you're being chased by Shinra goons, like by the soldiers and stuff. And, you know, you, you just have Cloud on the bike and he's protecting the truck with the sword and you're like knocking dudes off and making them fucking fall off their motorcycles and stuff. And they're like, well, we're going to have a, mo we're going to have some motorcycle stuff because... All of Kadaja's people have motorcycles, and then Cloud has a badass motorcycle with all these fucking swords and shit hidden in it. And it's like, we can have some really cool stuff. And, you know, they also made a statue for this that was, like, Cloud on the bike with the sword sticking out of it. Mm -hmm. um, I forget who made it. I think it was Play Arts Kai. I think they made the statue for that. And I'm like, I kind of want to get that statue now. <laughs> because I'm like, going back and watch the movie, I'm like, fucking Cloud's bike is the shit. Like, I'm not a motorcycle person, but I would fuck... If they made that bike for real, like, if fucking Yamaha was like, we made Cloud's bike in reality, and it has actual swords in it, I'm like, how much? <laughs> I'll fucking learn how to ride a motorcycle if it's one of those fucking things. Or so just you make... a sword. So, I, and I also want the swords, too, yeah. Because I gotta cut all this cheese that I, I stole from fucking Wisconsin. You gotta break into the I gotta I had to break into wall. Wisconsin to steal this fucking cheese. So I, I need something, some badass cutlery to deal with it. It's That's fucking right. fine Wisconsin cheese. And it should come with some materia too. Exactly, some cheese material. Some cheese material. Yeah, it's like I got all these weapons, and it's like, what am I gonna put it in? It's like, oh, we have actually have an answer for that. These are powered by baby bell cheese. Oh fuck, really? Give yes. me some of that Gouda. Yeah, my sword's powered by Gouda now. You can summon Gouda Shiva. Gouda Shiva. <laughs> It's Shiva, but instead of being made out of ice, she's made out of Gouda cheese. 
that's just cheesy, man. <laughs> and that, this this whole episode's cheesy. Um, this episode is brought to you by Wisconsin, the right. state of Wisconsin. <laughs> right. Hurry up and get in here before we put up that wall. Right. Wisconsin. <laughs> <laughs> Come get your cheese before it goes on lockdown. Oh my god, yeah. Wouldn't it, Wisconsin, like the state of Wisconsin would be geniuses if they're like, okay, we're no longer going to allow uh, outsiders to be able to access our cheese. And people are like, what the fuck? It's like, we're going to have a two-week period where you can go to Wisconsin and get your pure yeah. Wisconsin cheese. After that, fuck off. And then all these people flood into the state to go buy true Wisconsin cheese. And they're like, we're just bullshitting you guys. We just wanted to get sales up. Ha-ha! <laughs> what the ha-ha. fuck? Ha-ha! <laughs> <laughs> Oh, um, then you just start. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, then you just start doing like the uh, Jeff Goldblum laugh where he's like, <laughs> <laughs> from Jurassic Park. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's uh, that's how you do it. Uh, but I guess just to wrap up here, so Advent Children. It, this is a fucking amazing movie. It's, it's a great movie. It's fucking great, and especially if you have. I don't know if they're gonna. If they did they ever remaster this for like 4K? Because I have the Blu-ray version and it's I feel like, yeah, I think they did. I did think they do they did. a 4K version yeah. of this? Because now after watching it, I'm like, I kind of want it. Like, I don't have a 4K TV, so I was thinking like, when I do get a 4K TV, this is one of those movies that I would like to have in 4K mm-hmm. because it would just fucking look amazing. Um, what's the other one I'm thinking of? Elite Battle Angel will probably look fucking badass in 4K too. Elite, yeah, yeah, Elite Battle Angel because it's got really good CG, especially Elita herself. Even though people said she was like weird looking. We did an episode on Alita Battle it's Angel. You it's guys can the listen to that. Uncanny Valley thing. Yeah, the Uncanny Valley thing that they apparently thought of was the same with Yuffie in this. But, uh... <laughs> I don't think that person knows, uh... Yeah, it's like, no, she doesn't have an Uncanny Valley look to her appearance. Like, yeah, she, she just looks Yuffie's like a teenage so, girl. She just looks like a teenage girl. and Which a lot of disturbing people have made animated porns about. Oh, which yeah. Is weird. Oh, no. Yeah, she's Yuffie. like 13. Yuffie's underage. Yeah, uh-huh. Yeah. You guys are you guys are sick in the head, right? Why don't you guys perv out to somebody who's of age, like Bill Delphine or something? Like you perv out to her if that's what your fetish is. Or Sid, he's like forty. Yeah, you know, since this movie is full of effeminate males, why don't you try to see if you can go fuck Sid or something? Bet you that wouldn't go over very well. Yeah, he'd probably um, fuck you with that long ass spear, yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> my cock is much bigger well, than yours. My, my cock can walk right through, through the door. door. <laughs> With a feeling so pure. I feel like that should be the outro song, oh, but I know it's not gonna be. It's gonna be one wing angel. It's gonna be one wing angel. Spoiler alert! But uh, now I kind of want to put it in the fucking. Oh, uh, now we're gonna have to do a system, system of a down. down. Yeah, do some system of a down on this shit <laughs> to end it because that was just fucking brilliant. Oh shit! Maybe maybe if you guys stay too, too, tuned after one wing angel, maybe we'll play a little clip of that. <laughs> yeah <laughs> now that it's fresh on the brain yeah it, it is it is definitely fresh on the brain yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that's such a good song yeah uh well um this is a really good movie i'm glad that you guys tuned in to listen to this the you know i know it's been a wait but there's been COVID, hurricanes, and everything else that's going on in the world, and we yeah. hope it just gets better. Um, yeah, and if you want to make shit better, especially if you're in America, go out and vote. Please vote. 
Yeah, I guess go ahead and rush her to vote. I mean, it's your voice, your vote. Hopefully it's not too late in your state, but go out and vote. If you want to make changes, you have the ability to do it. We're not going to get political and tell you who you should vote for. I'm just saying you need to vote. You need to make sure that you're heard. I think at this point it's more important for you guys to vote locally and make sure your local government is what you want it to be. Because the bigger picture... Yeah, your representatives, your senates, yeah, your senate seats and all that kind of stuff. Because I definitely can't tell you who you should... Even if I (laughs) wanted to, I couldn't tell you who uh, you should vote for. But 2020 is already fucked up enough. So, you know, it's... Get out there and do something good. If you don't want to vote, um, there's other things you can do in your community and and just do it. Right, Just help people out. Let's just have let's have let's prepare for an amazing 2021. Right, yeah. That's what we can do. Yeah. That's what we can do right now is prepare for an amazing 2021. Exactly. And so, uh, now that the Final Fantasy 7 remakes are the versions or the editions of the remakes are out, you know, hopefully this will uh, hold some people over and we might end up doing a, a Final Fantasy Beyond the Hate episode for the remakes whenever uh, whenever that's finally done. So that'll probably be in the next 10 years. We'll probably have that episode out to you. Yeah, if they do but it hey. at the pace of uh, Kingdom Hearts 3, which was amazing, it would be in another 10 years. Right, yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I uh, hope you guys enjoyed. If you guys have any comments about our theories or anything or any suggestions. New beyond, theories? Yeah, new theories. Uh, throw them our way. Maybe we'll just make episodes just to talk about those if they're good enough. Yeah. Beyond the hate at yahoo.com. You can always reach us there. And this is, uh, it's been a great time. Right. It's been a great time. The new razor from Harry's is not the same. <laughs> this is Harry's. It's <laughs> the new razor. Ever. Yeah. We're guys, not sponsored by Harry's, but Harry's, you get a free plug in this one. There we go. <laughs> one thing I will point out Nobuo Uematsu is a fucking genius for music and creative. Oh, absolutely. The dude's a f- listen to this fucking masterpiece. We're gonna let it play for a little bit, but this is a this song is a fucking masterpiece. Fucking masterpiece. He said it like a Brooklyn accent, I'm gonna say fucking masterpiece. You said something about fucking macaroni, I don't know what that was, but okay. Thank <laughs> you.